Chapter 3 Chronic Disease Medically, there is no uniform definition for chronically ill or chronic. Not even the duration is defined. Is a person chronically ill from as early as one year of suffering or as early as six months or as late as two years? Rather, the chronically ill are under a lifelong medical control and treatment. The social and family consequences are often dramatic for chronically ill and their relatives. This is because, in addition to the doctor, they have very different points of contact with the health and care system, from nursing care to the social court. These are usually much more frequent and also more unpleasant and stressful than those of a normal sick person. The rest of the population, however, notices little of this because being chronically ill makes one lonely and loneliness perpetuates or intensifies an illness. In addition, the risk of loneliness often has economic causes or these increase the risk. Chronic diseases have a dramatic to existential impact on quality of life and enjoyment of life, which in itself should be unacceptable enough for our solidarity community. But unfortunately, the effects go even further. Chronically ill shortens life. In relatively highly developed countries, mortality has fallen significantly since 1900 and life expectancy has increased. So we are healthier and live longer. In large part, this is a result of our ability to prevent infection or, if infection has occurred, to treat it effectively. Better hygiene, the ability to get vaccinated, and antibiotics if an infection does occur. If you take out the share of these three measures and therapies, there's not much left of medical innovation. Actually nothing. Some causes of death have indeed decreased, while others, especially those caused by chronic diseases, have increased. Surprisingly, if one excludes the effect of being able to prevent or treat infections more effectively, there is no improvement in mortality or life expectancy since 1900. Some causes of death, such as cardiovascular diseases, have decreased, while others, such as lung and tumor diseases, have increased. Thus, on average and as a final result, there is no gain in life expectancy. But it comes, unfortunately, still worse if one looks beyond the time 1999 into the 21st century in which we are now. Not only has life expectancy stagnated since 2000, it is actually starting to decline in some industrialized countries. The US and the UK are the inglorious pioneers in this regard. But it won't be long before this trend affects other European countries. Within Europe, Germany has the most expensive healthcare system next to Switzerland. Despite this, Germany 
ranks 19th in terms of life expectancy in a Europe-wide comparison. It is striking that the United States has the highest cost per capita and per gross national product and yet achieves among the lowest health-adjusted life expectancy for its citizens of all industrialized nations. Americans spend more than five times what Chileans spend, for example, even though the Chilean population actually lives longer than the US population. So money alone does not make people healthy, or too little money does not explain the high proportion of chronically ill people and the loss of healthy years of life that is threatening us. It should be noted that life expectancy has increased in many parts of the world over the past hundred years. But this increase is now stagnating and beginning to decline in some industrialized countries. At the same time, the proportion of a person's lifetime spent living with disability and illness at the end of life is growing, especially for women. So, Let's dig deeper into the causes of all of this.